Welcome to National Prayer Breakfast. My name is Aaron Scarborough, and uh, I am joined here today with my uh, comedy buddy, uh, Curtis Braxdale. Say hi, Curtis. Hello, everybody. Um, Curtis emerged on the scene not long ago. Uh, how long ago? My first set was February 19th. February 19th so of 2022. And he has, uh, you know, uh, he has caught the attention of... Uh, of of the powerful comedy moguls in Kansas City. I'm referring to myself and uh, Ryan Tricky. We run a monthly showcase at the Rhino, um, from which we have yet to profit. Uh, <clears throat> but we are moguls. Um, before we get started, of course, like, I want to observe the tradition of uh, of a, a prayer. Um, so if, uh, if, if you guys will join me... Um, <clears throat> Uh, and we don't care if you bow your head or whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're not you're not strict. With the, the no, ritual. no, okay. I'm not. I'm not too strict about that. So, uh, dear Lord, um, we thank you uh, for um, a lot that you've done lately. Uh, a lot of us were bored. Uh, a lot of us were feeling complacent. A lot of us were depressed about how the state of fast food in this country, um, how difficult it is. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, we're still waiting on um, implementation or uh, uh, <clears throat> enforcement of, of higher wages for fast food workers. And I, I've decided that the $15 is out. Forget about that. That was before inflation. These fast food workers need $50 an hour, in my mind. They should be. But I, I have weird opinions. Um, but anyway, other than that, you've been doing a good job, Lord. Uh, we're fairly happy, um, and uh, we pray that uh, you will guide us in this podcast. Um, all right. Hail Satan. Amen. Um, <laughs> so, uh, also, uh, what I meant to say in that prayer, I was bored, but then uh, Mar-a-Lago got raided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they pulled a fast one on us. That's... <laughs> Thank God. Uh, and, you know, not for any reason. Uh, I'm no... F Here's the thing. I, I'm no fan of uh, Donald Trump, mm -hmm. but um, nor am I a fan of the FBI. I'm not a big fan of them. Yeah, so you got In an fact, interesting cross-section there. It's emotionally confusing. I don't know where I stand. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't... Do you think that uh, Trump will go to prison at some point? Maybe. I mean, it... I guess it depends on who's, like, moving the pieces, like, the chess pieces. But the weird thing about the raid on Mar-a-Lago's, I don't even know what Mar-a-Lago really is. Like, I yeah. had this, like, built-up, like, thing in my brain. It's like the, the movie The Labyrinth. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. There's, like, trolls well, that live in so, there. Like, I'm not sure. Uh, you're not... That's because you have not spent as much time as the rest of us in the Trump lore. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, for those of you who are not familiar with uh, uh, deep... Trump fan lore. Mm -hmm. Trump uh, resides in a uh, mansion or a series of mansions and golf courses uh, in uh, Florida, I believe. Yeah, I think I think that's correct. Uh, where, um, you know, for the past however many years, you've been able to find uh, various political figures, religious figures hanging out. Uh, pa the most powerful people in the world, essentially, Jeffrey Epstein. So it's, it's obviously uh, like an Epstein Island light version, essentially. Well, it is. Ed uh, Epstein, I believe, uh, was there a few times. Um, so that, to me, uh, when I heard it was raided, I was like, wait, maybe, uh, maybe they'll finally tell us about some stuff. Mm -hmm. Because we don't know anything about shit. Yeah. And I don't like that. I, I want to know. I, yeah. I have questions. You want you want it to be declassified. You want to hear. You want to see the documents for yourself. I do. They yeah. uh, they locked up my boy Julian Assange. So where am I supposed to get the truth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, did, what did Trump say recently? He was like, uh, he tried he tried to, like spin out of a question. He's like, it's a shame that we never really found out what happened on nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so is he trying to ally himself now with the with the right. with the nine eleven truth? <laughs> like, I well, don't think there there's. <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt in any rational person's mind uh, that 
<coughs> Trump has committed crimes that uh, <laughs> warrant uh, a little jail time, yeah. at the least. Yeah. Uh, you know, and at the most, uh, pr- probably capital punishment. <laughs> um, but my feeling is that I don't think that he'll ever see jail. Like, right. um, yeah, the the elites in this this country... As much as they hate Trump, some of them, some of them love Trump, uh, but as much as they hate him, they they don't want to set the precedent that a president can go to jail. Well, he's a, he's a slippery guy, just in in general, and, he, and he has a base too that they probably don't want to like. I mean, you call him like a slippery 30%. guy, I just call him a rich guy. Rich people oh, don't true, go to true, jail, true. you know. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. They, but and most, they, but they, most, they're most, able yeah. to hire these bumbling lawyers. Yeah, you well, notice this? Well, I'm saying, but rich people, not all rich people get to just be president when they want to be. <laughs> like, that's that's, just, that's another level of slime that can just work its way. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Curtis, you're 22? I am 22 years old, yeah. Good deal. Um, how do, So, you were born in the year 2000? Yes, April okay. 2000, yeah. Gonna what dox, an interesting dox myself real quick, but. time. To, to to be born. Um, so you said, we were talking earlier uh, about the generational gap between me and you. I'm 31, he's 22. Uh, so I've got nine years on him. Um, you got your first smartphone when you were in sixth grade. Yeah, so that would be maybe 2011, 2012. Okay. And my parents' rationale, my parents worked for a telecom company, so that was... They could, sure. get, they could get phones easily, and that was the year I started. I, I started walking home as opposed to being driven. So right. my parents were like, oh, he needs a phone to, in case anything happens, he needs to call us because he's gonna be moving or like you know, commuting on his own basically. Okay. And the phone I got, I, it was called like an Optimus. It was an Android phone, but it was a smartphone because that was nice. Yeah, that was what I was rocking. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's weird weird to think about uh how different you and i had it in that sense because i when i was in elementary school um which i did a if you don't know this about me i did a little bit of public school in a small town and i did a little bit of homeschooling uh but i didn't uh when uh, we had computers but they weren't um they were like a like what you see in the Matrix, like like <laughs> like black screen. Yeah, you yeah. know, I remember those. Uh, so weird. So pre Windows, I guess. When did Windows even come out? You're a cons- computer science. Guy. I don't know. It's a brilliant fellow here. Uh, no, I'm a terrible student. I almost flunked out multiple times. So I that doesn't, really... dude. I'm a terrible student. And I know, we all know how much yeah. of a genius I really am. I know that Windows ninety eight is like. And that is an operating system that does exist. So yes. at least prior to ninety eight, there was ninety eight. See, you're smart. You, there was, uh, it, you were like, that's, that's the answer is in. See, also, you didn't know the answer, but you knew how to figure it out. Yeah, Windows ninety eight. <laughs> Do we know Windows ninety five? Is that a thing? I don't know. It sounds like it could be. I feel uh, like ninety five seems like a good time. Like ninety eight seems a little too recent for like the first like real operating system. I say real. They're, just gonna be elitist and be like, man, there, right. was, there was the you know back in the day kind <laughs> right. of thing. I also find it interesting because I do have an older sister who is twelve years older than me. Yeah, who kind of raised me. So she's in your similar. She's like okay. nine. Wait, you're nine years older than me. I'm older nine than, years. Yeah, because yeah, okay. yeah. I'm thirty one, right? Yeah. So. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we were uh, we were talking about that. Also. Uh, Curtis is a fan of uh, prog rock, which I like. Um, and we were, we were lamenting earlier on uh, how that's a, that's kind of a boys' club. It's kind of a kind of a sigma male. Activity. It's a sigma male activity, and it's very specific. <laughs> yeah. uh, go up to the first woman that you see, boys, because <laughs> uh, I know a lot of you are boys. I get the stats. <laughs> Um, well, I think we do have a non-binary listener. Really? So, yeah. Which, hello. Hello to... A, yeah, hello. Hello. Um, and then we have some girls. Some? Yeah. Um, but a lot of boys. Uh, 
I find comfort in that, actually. I don't have to really... Well, here's the thing. Maybe we're like prog rock in that sense. Prog rock <laughs> is only enjoyed by a certain type of guy. Yeah. Uh, a certain guy with time on his hands. Like a certain type of guy yeah. who uh, um, enjoys the company of himself. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he considers maybe some himself... Maybe on Discord. Maybe he considers himself a bit of a modern intellectual... Um, right, yeah. um, it's it's a it's a bigger it's a big brain genre, I would say. Right, it's like telling a girl that you like come town or something. Yeah, you know, it's like if they know what that is, they're probably not gonna like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's, um. that's I I like I don't know if you being a comedian like you recommend comedy to other people right like i don't know it's it's vaguely racist but it's still funny right (laughs) i don't know yeah well here's the thing so i i date uh, a girl named olivia yes and she she's the co-host of my podcast normally she's not here right now but olivia um she's different like (laughs) in a way because she fucks with metal uh hardcore there you go you know, shit like that. She she likes Rush, I believe. Um, she didn't have to be assimilated into. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's shown me bands. Um, a fucking lot of them. Um, but there's not very many girls like that, and she's not. There is a limit to how far into like dad rock she will go. Yeah. I don't think she's necessarily bopping to Steely Dan on her way okay. to work. No Christopher Cross. Just yeah, no. No Yacht def- Rock. Certainly no Jethro Tull. Okay, like <laughs> gotcha. She ain't fucking with the flutes. Uh, but she does like the. Um, she have you heard of Murder by Death? They're just like <laughs> no. So it's a weird phenomenon. Murder by Death is this band, and they make delightful tunes. Like, but it's like Southern rock slash country folky like but like kind of dark minor key shit okay i was about to say you wouldn't get that by the name it's like murder by it sounds like it'd be a hardcore band or something yeah yeah um but it's not uh just a ton of very easy listening to me (laughs) um but it's it is there's a dark tone to it a lot of times gotcha uh other times it's very happy but they also do like a lot of covers and it's just like i hate that type of thing normally where it's just like I don't know. So, like, fan service-y or yeah. whatever? Yeah. I realize that's coming from me, and I, I have little stickers that I give to my fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but um, they're so good that it's just like, ah, fuck it, I'm in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I like them. And they, that's uh, uh, coincidentally why Liv will not be joining us. Uh, is because she has a concert to attend tonight, which is normally when we do our recordings. Uh, so instead, we have uh, Curtis uh, Braxdale. Um, uh, by the way, you know Curtis doesn't know this. I hope you guys get it, but I don't. I like. I don't want this podcast. Like, we want it to be uh, directed or whatever, but we also we don't really want it to be. Um, what's the word? We don't want it to be like an interview show. Gotcha. We're not here. When we invite our friends, we don't want it to be like a formal fucking like so or whatever. I'll ask you a couple of questions like that, but like I just don't like that kind of thing. Like I'm never like excited like, oh, sweet. I get to hear what fucking uh, Demi Lovato (laughs) thinks about stuff. I'm glad that that's just more of a general theme for the podcast and not like, okay, normally we would do interviews, but Curtis is here, so we don't want to hear more about him at all. We're just going to talk about overarching themes. (laughs) I found a few cool things about you. We're going to stick to we're going to stick to those and not dig much deeper. (laughs) You good? I just I just Coca Cola go up my nose. Oh fuck! That was just. The cool thing, the cool thing about this is that it makes me seem really funny. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. Fuck. That was some magic we just caught on camera. Yeah, thunder. We got real thunder. Thunder in a bottle. You're gonna love you. You need to keep talking. Okay. I'm gonna take over this podcast while uh, Aaron is trying to survive. All right. Uh, can I? So I know. I do know what I want to talk about. I love that you do like, know. I just choked on coke, and I'm like, the solution is more coke. <laughs> uh, so, 
Oh my god. You're on prog rock and it got to you dying, which murder by I death. I thought of, you were, so you were, you were, you were project. We were, uh, what is it called? We're, um. Can I tell you why? <laughs> I fucking. I lost it. <coughs> yeah. I just remembered why Demi Lovato <coughs> popped into my head. Um. So. I was talking <laughs> to a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night. Uh. Actually, I don't even want to say this. I don't. Because it's like stealing his joke. But he made the, uh, the funniest fucking Demi Lovato joke mm-hmm. I've ever heard. Yeah. It was Ryan Tricky. Uh, so oh, great, great, you know. And there's been some like pretty fucking good Demi Lovato jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I'm sorry about that. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. Demi Lovato's a character. That's weird because what was your... Because I grew up with Camp Rock Demi Lovato. Um, so I know very little about Demi Lovato, yeah. like, uh, I, and I want to know very little about yeah. I wish Demi I knew Lovato. less about Demi Lovato than yeah. I yeah. Uh, oftentimes I'm like, man, I really resent the fact that to participate in society is to opt into Demi Lovato yeah. news. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway... <laughs> Whatever, she's a great person. Um, we love her. She's a <coughs> yeah, friend, she's, Demi Lovato, friend of the pod. Yes, <laughs> friend of the pod. Shout out a lot. We share a lot of the same fans. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Majority male audience. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, I've been doing this uh, art class on Sundays. And it's based on horror movies. Are you a horror movie guy at all? I'm a big movie guy. Horror is the one genre that I avoid okay. like hell. What about sci-fi? Uh, I mean, yeah, I've seen, I've seen... Alien and shit. I'm not the biggest sci-fi person, which means I probably haven't delved into like the sci-fi horror crossover too much. Yeah. But, I don't know, I was just always the guy... I don't find enjoyment in being like scared... Or like afraid. Yeah. And when I was like maybe nine, my dad thought it would be a fun exercise to show me The Exorcist as like a fun family movie. Sure. The original. Yeah. I don't know if there's been a remake, but the original. And uh, uh, yeah, that scarred me. Um, and it wasn't like it didn't scar me to the fact where I was like, I just don't want to watch any horror movie because that one scared yeah. me. But also, I just don't find in like I'll have friends. Maybe this is like a stereotype, but mostly female that like love the idea of a horror movie let's go to the movie theater and get scared right right and that doesn't seem like an enjoyable thing to me so i just kind of avoided those types of movies but right yeah i'm more like i'm more like psychological thriller sort of like crime a lot of that a lot of that stuff i like that shit too i are you a scorsese guy (coughs) yes um i will say i like a lot of things i like comedy i like oddly enough um so during call it like throughout high school and college i literally watched like a movie a day yeah and it got to the point where i was running out of like good movies to watch in my preferred genre so it forced me to branch out and i got really into romance movies funnily enough so while like i love a movie like primal fear have you seen primal fear uh wait primal fear what's the plot primal fear edward norton plays a altar boy that uh a priest is murdered and richard gear Oh, you need to watch it. That's like an amazing movie. Yeah. But like Usual Suspects. Trick. Oh, I love I'm, I'm really into like the 90s. Dude, Spacey was like a monster. Oh, but Spacey was my favorite also actor. Also a monster of an actor. Yeah. It's uh, a shame what Do you he still did. fuck with... Uh, <laughs> that was a very Norm McDonald-y. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shame what he... Well, no, I, d- I love Kevin Spacey. I mean like... Usual suspects, American Beauty, Glenglary, Glen Ross. I mean, so yeah. many good things. I'm not into TV, so I didn't. I wasn't. Um, what's that political show that he was? House of Cards. I'm not a TV guy, but like, I, <laughs> I loved his acting, even in minor roles. Like the um, there's like the what is it? The Interrogator. The one where Samuel L. Jackson is a uh, hostage nego- the negotiator. That's what oh it is. yeah yeah. Samuel Jackson is a hostage <laughs> negotiator, and Kevin Spacey's in that too. He's a great, great actor, even in minor roles. And then Seven, yeah, dude, Seven, seven is yeah. one of my favorite movies. Probably good. Seven is like David Fincher at his best. Mm-hmm. Like I wish David Fincher would make more movies like that. Yeah. Like, 
Um, cause he did like social network, which is a fine movie, but it's just like not as fun mm-hmm. as seven. Seven's like a dark, gritty, fucking gross. Yeah. Like it is, it's it is grimy. It's, aesthetically yeah. beautiful. Like it's like a, memento kind of, it's a little, yeah. it's a little grungy for me. For, I mean, I like it, but it's, it's got good surprises yeah. in it. Yeah. Like. <clears throat> yeah, Usual Suspect. That's my favorite. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's, that's, that's, that's a great one. That's what we're playing to me if it has some twist or turn. But also like. What I'm saying, like I've explored other genres, so there's movies that I love. They're like Notting Hill, which is like the most tame romance flick. Yeah. I also like um, Scent of a Woman is one of my favorite movies. Al Pacino in that movie is just yeah unbelievable. Last night I actually watched. A good, sorry to sidetrack this. No, you're fine. I watched. Have you seen Adaptation? Of course. Yeah. Nicolas Cage. I watched it last night for the first time. Crazy. I mean, it's like it's a little Spike Jones. Yeah. Right. If you're not, if you're not. You have to pay attention. If you're not clued Charlie in, it's a little... Kaufman yeah. wrote it? Yeah, Charlie yeah. Kaufman, yeah. Um, yeah, that's very, a good-ass fucking movie. I haven't seen his... Uh, I haven't seen Being John Malkovich. Like, I think that's what his other, other movies known for. That was good, too. It's super absurdist and yeah. weird, but yeah. Adaptation was absurdist <clears throat> enough, but also like digestible, I felt like. And yeah, Nick, Nicholas and Cage had, is a like, great actor. <coughs> Adaptation had major <coughs> emotion, I thought. <coughs> um... I, I, I don't know. I just felt for some of the characters. Some of them I was just like, no, you're pathetic, if I remember right. You're like, trying to be like the horticulturist in that movie. But he was so sad, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he say? It wasn't her choice for me to love her or whatever. Is I that wish, from that movie? I wish I could remember the quote because I literally watched you it You know what I'm night, talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah there, there's, know. A lot of, there's a lot of quotes from the book that he really latches on to. Sure. Also, she was, I think there was one about her... Meryl Streep is like the author. It's like Suzanne something. I don't know. I forget. But um, she's like, she's envious of people who can get really passionate about things. Yeah. And then she's like, uh, the, the like the light bulb clicks in her head. And she's like, I'm passionate about finding <laughs> what means what's what I need to be passionate about. Like finding right. what passion means to me, and that's what she kind of goes after. But are you a, <clears throat> are you a uh, <clears throat> Oliver Stone guy at all? Can you remind me? I, I'm, I'm not, um, is that a, he's a director, so, right? Yeah, he yeah. made uh, JFK. Uh, That's Kevin Costner, right? Kevin Costner. Um, I've seen it. Yeah, that I I love that oh, movie. Wait, wait, I no, just he, rewatched he Platoon, it. Direct. Right? Yeah, Platoon's one of my favorite movies. I love Platoon. Platoon's, Platoon's great. Born on the Fourth of July is great. I think. Oh, yeah, um, sorry, this is a <clears> no. You're sin, fine. But... He uh, he also had like recently a uh, documentary come out that's a follow up to no, JFK. Wall, Wall Street's amazing too. I love. Wall oh, Street. Wall Street's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I like Michael Douglas quite a quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I like. Uh, what are the erotic thrillers he was in? More oh, than one. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, fucking... Pre- I mean, uh, Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct I mean, is phenomenal. That's, that's, a section- that's uh, Verhoeven. Uh, Paul Verhoeven. The, he's like, he got into those erotic thrillers after, like, making a couple of, like, the greatest sci-fi films mm-hmm. to ever. Total Recall was yeah. him, uh, as well as RoboCop, which yeah. the OG RoboCop is, like, un untouchable it's so it's sacred and that guy was like a pretty lefty i think like Mm -hmm. pretty socialist in his views uh if you watch robocop it's uh it's sort of a satire on uh american uh, uh culture american like um you know law and order sort of bullshit uh and the privatization of uh, uh of policing yeah basically policing in general, yeah um and then <clears throat> you also on the other hand have the uh corporations wanting to replace everyone with robots <laughs> uh and people are going on strike and the corporations are like breaking up the strike and shit yeah. like that it's like very socialist uh or that's how i read robocop i know other friends, people yeah. They watch it and they're just like, no, RoboCop's a fucking badass yeah, or yeah. whatever. And I'm just like, Shoot bad no, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. if you watch it, like, I think he's just meant to be like a fucking doofus, basically. Also, spoiler, um, just at the end, he kills like the CEO of the guy. So that's yeah, pretty, yeah. It's kind. Of, I mean, that's a little on the nose as yeah, far as dude, like they're like, not they're not undertones <clears throat> at that point. He's, yeah. yeah he's, well, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah a uh, it, there's a demonstration in front of the board of directors, like mm-hmm. in the first. Uh, 
like the first part of that movie yeah. where a robot comes in and it's supposed to be like demonstrate like how advanced it is or yeah. whatever and it ends up uh glitching and shooting a guy like with machine guns yeah. like 50 uh <clears throat> 50 times or whatever and it's just like uh, it's porn for a socialist. It's yeah. just like yeah. yes, <laughs> these dipshit capitalists are uh, uh, not only creating something that endangers themselves, mm-hmm. but they're also that that should have been the end of the project. Instead, they were like, "How are we going to make this profitable?" You know, <laughs> after one of them just died. <clears throat> also, uh, also, God, I, I love RoboCop. I'd like to apologize to all the listeners. We did just spoil a movie from the mid '80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, God, I'm sorry. fuck you if you got sorry. mad. Yeah. yeah, no, watch it with my context in your head. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is all about. Yeah. I'm a propagandist myself. You're, you're, I like yeah. getting in people's heads, and then they're like, "Hey, why am I fucking yeah. working for the man?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of there. Stop it. Stop playing ball. Like whatever. You're going to have your own, like, medium article, or it's like an IMDb ranking. It's yeah. Aaron's top ten movies for... Top ten movies if you're a good Marxist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. RoboCop's on there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, which Marxist undertone for a movie that's loved by conservatives are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, quiz. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're, like, watching... You should do that at your... At your like class on Sunday, which it's like yeah. the second week. How's it been going? Oh, dude, it's been sick as hell. Yeah. Uh, people have been loving it. They've been expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. They get validation because I do a critique afterwards and just say what I appreciated about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's all positive, and uh, people are doing like really crazy stuff with all the concepts, mm-hmm. and they look like they look fucking metal. It's that's cool. It's my favorite thing that I'm doing right now. Basically, I I I love everything that I have been like uh, occupying my time with, basically. But including this, including, including this, <clears throat> this podcast. I'm having a great fucking time right now, dude. It is twelve fourteen. I'm just chilling. I'm drinking a big gulp. Like, come on. Yeah, what do you want here? You're living. Yeah, I am. Um, anywho, what are you going to do? Uh, so, Curtis. Yes. Um, uh, this coming week, uh, <clears throat> this is another agenda thing. I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean, you mean... Do you mean agenda in, like... A synonym for itinerary or agenda in like your March's manifesto. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh. I, I I I interpret it as the manifesto type of agenda. I'm like, oh, okay, we're right. really diving in. <laughs> no, I uh, <clears throat> take all of it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I I enjoy Marxism the way most uh, most people enjoy um, Star Wars. Probably, gotcha. you know, I'm just like, yeah, I like the lore. <laughs> so I like you like it, but you understand it's made for kids. <laughs> I understand that it's made for kids. It's very naive, and it's a, it's been a failed project. Yeah. Like every time, like yeah. at the end of the day, now they've got a lot of help failing from uh, yeah. the old U.S. of A. <laughs> and NATO. Every every time they get a new a new director to try and revive it, just gets yeah. a little bit worse. Every right, time. right. Well, yeah. I mean, if you do look at the history, like say what you want, uh, but the way I see it. Uh, Everything has been kind of controlled by right-wing think tanks that uh, prevent socialist propaganda from ever seeing the light of day. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, they've done a great job. They won. <laughs> <laughs> they won. Now, uh, now they have everything, and they have technology as well. So it's just like, well, yeah, that's our lot in life. We can theorize about all this shit, but you know that this ain't going anywhere. But at the end of the day, it, <clears throat> what really matters is Jethro Tull. Is what what really <laughs> matters is Jethro Tull, and that's the theme of the class, basically. That exactly that. Okay, uh, it's owning your own art. Yes, like in a art, sense, art will like, set you free. Just, Art will set you free. Like, just fucking play with colors and shit, because what's going on out here isn't mm-hmm. that great. Uh, stop that. looking at screens and start looking at canvases and become mentally ill in a different way. Yeah, that's that's exactly <clears throat> what I think, because when I leave to go to an open mic and I turn off my TV and I go up on stage and I talk about, like, having a small penis, <laughs> I, I think about that. I'm like, wow, I'm really setting myself free right now. I'm really mm-hmm. enabling... 
you know, there's a creative, the creative mind, a creative thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, what you do is high art. It's like, yeah, it's it's not unlike the work of Rembrandt. Um, you know, whenever whenever I think of your comedy, I'm like, yeah. this is the Rembrandt of Kansas City. You know, so I, th- I mean, I can... I'm Rembrandt. No, I, don't I'm if, I, don't, I don't know if you've heard comedians are the new philosophers. So th- I've heard this many a time because yeah. I've said it. Because um. there's, 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 there's two sides of that coin. Right on the left side, you have like a person like Nietzsche, and then you have me. Like so, on one side it's like Nietzsche, yeah. God is dead, and then yes. there's. Do you think I'm Hawaiian? Clearly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think I'm Hawaiian? Yeah. Yeah. On a are... list of quotes, like <laughs> top tw- top ten phil phil. Uh, top 10 philosophy quotes you need now um, you need in your bathroom now yeah. uh, Aaron and Curtis's 12 more more rules for life yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude I have thought of like it would be so sick to just I and I know other people have satire or uh, satirized uh, Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. I know there's like a conservative comedian that I follow on uh, fucking Instagram and his whole shtick is he he loves Jordan Peterson because he's like mm-hmm. a fucking like simp mm-hmm. you know um it which by the way you know i know some of my boys out there still fucks with jp <laughs> don't don't dude look him up like what like he's he's a fucking idiot like <clears throat> he he's not an idiot psychologist i don't think necessarily or though maybe yeah if he watches like lectures on psychology they're oddly Taint, like they're you know, probably they're, great yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's not a like a, a a dumb guy in that sense but like he has no fucking business like talking about politics to yeah. the and i know you guys are like well wait a second i'm a <laughs> dude i'm a fucking comic like no one takes me seriously yeah. are you are you kidding me if people mm-hmm. took me seriously it would be bad yeah um <clears throat> but no he and his fucking simp army mm-hmm. uh I I I don't understand the cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. that they must have uh, to still fuck with Jordan Peterson. How? Yeah. Well, it's like I feel like the deeper and deeper you go, you just lose <clears throat> nuance, and you just like go to straight idolatry, where it's just like everything this person says. Yeah, dude. I don't, that's why I mean, I I'm coming on the pod as what would be considered probably a moderate conservative, which makes me, like, you'd think I'm behind enemy lines, but actually, you know, I'm from the enlightened position that I really don't care about much, so I talk yeah. about it. <clears throat> <laughs> everything, everything is like, I don't really care, so. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, it's like, you'll see, I'll see people like, um, another example is Philip Lindsay, have you heard of, have you seen um, him stuff? I'm not familiar with Philip Lin- Lindsay, is, he's is gone he off. another he's, he's, uh, grifter type? Yes, he's the same thing that happened with J- JBP, whatever yeah. you want to say, <laughs> where they started off from like, whatever you want to call it, based, or whatever the fuck yeah, yeah. you want to say, <clears throat> and his whole thing, um, I listened to him on good old Joe Rogan, Ro Jogan, yeah, he, yeah. but he was, his main thing was he was critiquing... Um, Academia and like the col- like the college system, right? Basically saying there's a lot of bullshit that happens there. What he's re- he was right about, right? So I was like, oh, this guy's cool. And then the problem you get is that you because everything is so divided now, you get the people that just hate everything you do and the people that yeah. uplift everything you do, right? Which makes you lose your nuance because then you start catering to the people that like you, which happen sure. to be people who are retarded. <clears throat> I mean, people <laughs> are dumb. <laughs> I almost, <laughs> almost slipped. That would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'll but, be sure to edit that out. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> let the but, record show I planned on editing that or, yeah. out. But right, it's like, no, go ahead. But as they, you know, they start off from like a a point of nuance, and then as they keep talking more and more, it just goes further and further to one end of the spectrum, whatever it might be. And it's like he used to be like he used to make some good points, and now everything he says, he sounds like a <laughs> right wing lunatic. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, you make people like us look bad when yeah. you like when you just go to the like just far extreme. right because like i'm trying he works to look- for daily wire now like really? he has a really J- jordan peterson oh sorry oh, does, oh, yeah okay. no sorry you're good um yeah no i've had that happen before and also i have like i haven't like defended jordan peterson exactly mm-hmm. i i have defended just like like i've always seen him as like kind of a opportunist and just like mm-hmm. Uh, a guy who is in a world that he doesn't really understand, but he knows how to monetize it. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But uh, 
I I don't know. It just the Daily Wire thing and like his tirade about like he just like called a lady fat on it on Twitter and oh, yeah. of course they like blocked it That's or whatever. So dumb, yeah. <clears throat> of course they. Uh, She's re- not beautiful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he yeah he was just like of course the Marxists over like whatever yeah, and I'm yeah. like yeah yeah Twitter's run by a bunch of commies dude. Well, here's the one yeah, thing for here's, sure. Here's the one thing we don't understand. The reason why we don't really we're not really plugged in and we don't really get it we're not eating seven ribeyes a day for our only nutrition so right, if right. we if i think if me and you convert to the carnivore <laughs> diet yes that's the real path to enlightenment that's really you know screw salt all salt and beef eastern western religion that'll you know they had some decent ideas but what you it really boils down to is salt yes salt <laughs> uh Vitamin deficiencies <laughs> yes. and what you need to take supplements for, and just chicken nuggies yes. <laughs> from like... and uh, yeah, and Xanax or whatever the yeah. fuck you got into. Um, I mean, I agree. I'm not. I'm not one to. I'm not one to like talk shit on people who create an entire religion around food because throughout college, I. I was in the church of the Wendy's four for four. That was my. That was how I sustained myself. The it was, Wendy's four for I four. I woke up. Nice. I woke up with the, like, similar how you did it with the prayer to start the podcast. I would mm-hmm. wake up, slip my feet into the sandals, like straight out of like American Beauty or something, like, right <laughs> yeah. in, like the right there by the side of the bed. Hop into my car, drive to Wendy's for the four for four. <laughs> yeah. If I'm feeling frisky, maybe two. That's that's an eight dollar. Sure. That's an eight dollar adventure, and um, and now I thought that made me smarter (laughs) i I was clearly of a higher intellect because of this right right that's funny so i think he's on he might be on the right path with the time (laughs) him and liver king are just they're they're just yeah i could uh you know i i am a meat guy Mm -hmm. and i am a salt guy and a pepper guy and a spice guy i like uh i like to taste shit Mm -hmm. Um, which, uh, Olivia is funny about that because she does not fuck with spicy shit, really. She likes really? some bullshit like ketchup and fucking ranch and shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I- I'll do it. I-, I can live that way. I did that last night. I had some chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. uh, with ranch and ketchup and it was delightful. No, ranch and barbecue sauce. I am interesting. I, yeah, um, I think I-, I have some weird, like, food takes, but I don't know if that's like positive for the pod that's not oh that's i don't know there's no uh, <laughs> this is such a free speech zone buddy you know <laughs> yeah. this is uh yeah the, uh go on this is journalism by yeah. the way also, this think, is uh can i can i suggest, taken seri- okay, can I suggest a new uh title for the podcast maybe because I, no. I was driving here and i was thinking maybe no like, you may not okay i'm kidding because <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I got here and i'm thinking it something that more aligns with the theme of the podcast is maybe like called "Rising Up." <laughs> yeah, rising, up. <laughs> rising, rising up with Aaron and his comrades. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, we can't forget Olivia. I'm sorry, Aaron, right. Olivia, and, and Aaron and yeah, Olivia, and comrade, brothers Olivia. of the, the the mother country. Yes. Have you ever watched uh, that Superman uh, cartoon where he's a Soviet Superman? Oh, oh, I'm uh, aware of it. Red, yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, Superman, I, I, Red Dawn, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, where he, he lands and he, he lands lands like Soviet Russia instead of <clears throat> Kansas. Right, right. Which take the one thing we have away from us. I mean, sure. come on, that's our one claim to fame. Is dude, that home of Clark Kent? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's so cool, dude. I I fucking love that movie. Or and I I would like to read the comic for sure, but um, that are you are you big into comics? Um, I so. <clears throat> I'm a I'm kind of a normie when it comes to those. Like I, I'm not super deep into the culture, but I am a, a man who has read Watchmen a few times. Gotcha. Uh, I've read V for Vendetta. I've read uh, Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'd never read Swamp Thing. Uh, but I was think going down to Alan Moore. Never read Swamp Thing, but I did read League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, mm-hmm. which was phenomenal. Have you read Sandman? Is that another Alan Moore? That's Neil Gaiman. No. Diamond Gaiman, I think it's Gaiman. No, I have not. Um, I'm the similar. I'm similar. I don't actually read physical comics. I don't have that many, but I'll watch like the long ass YouTube videos of like comics explained, which is a narration of the yeah, books. That's a good idea. I've gotten obsessed with it, and it's like the stories are so good. I love the illustrations on the yes, when they're good. Yeah. They're fucking good, man. I will say though, it's kind of like the similar thing of like 
any like movie or like book movie adaptation. Yeah. They're like, oh, read the book and then watch the movie. You'll realize the movie is shit. When yep. if you watch like, if you grew up as I did as like a fan of like superhero movies, mm-hmm. and then you go and listen to like the comic book stories that inspired the movies, you're like, oh, the movies are trash. Like <laughs> yeah. they, they they just stuck to the, the actual plot points and the themes right. of the thing. <clears throat> so I think I heard you talking about Batman and Joker on. Either the last episode or one of the I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> that but has come like, up many a time. But I was just like, yeah, it is it is pretty disappointing, especially from DC's side. Yeah. When you get into some of, like, um, especially Green Lantern has some great stuff. Jeff Johns, I'm just a fan of the writer yeah. Jeff Johns. And he writes, he writes, like, the big epics. Like, every comic that he writes is basically, like, an Infinity War-level saga where it's, like, yeah. there's so many moving pieces and it all comes together in this, like, great... Crescendo, you know, it's yeah. like I like that. Where it's like, I mean, there's some people that like movies like Spider Man, where it's relatively small stakes and it's just like one yeah. concurrent storyline. But like when you get the whole web of ideas and it's just like so many perspectives and it's it's it so well addictive. coordinated. Yeah, Jeff Johns is perfect at that. Now have controversies, but yeah, he's he's a good writer as far yeah, as who gives a goes. fuck yeah. in my in my mind like um like if what they're saying like I care more about what the art is saying mm-hmm. like. Like, because some people are shitty people, but yeah, yeah. they make art that is, like, so awesome. Like, Hemingway is is yeah. like that, I, mm-hmm. I've been led to believe, by people who've read him. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, but then there's examples of, like, it's shitty art, it's propaganda for evil, mm-hmm. basically, and they're a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, in my mind, Frank Miller falls into that. Uh, he's the Sin City... Yeah, guy yeah. Mm-hmm. um he's all like the comic book dark knight returns right? <clears throat> dark knight returns no, i believe uh which he has done like some pretty decent stories mm-hmm. like and i think sin city has something to it and stuff mm-hmm. but he has like this evil fucking like christian or maybe not even christian but definitely right wing like probably neoconservative mm-hmm. like a little bit of fascism mm-hmm. definitely islamophobic mm-hmm. like he was uh, so this guy, and you know about Frank Miller, I assume. Well, I, I, I know that he's like regarded as one of the best comic writers for yeah. Dark Knight Returns and Sin City and things like that. Yes, yeah. and he's also made some, well. He was a part of the movies for those uh, productions too. I think like, like yeah. Influence. Uh, did he do like did he do Hellboy? Also? He's a very creative guy. Yeah, yeah. I, he's probably done something with Hellboy. I yeah. don't know, but he yeah. he's very influential. Yeah, very influential. Um, he was the one that introduced like the darker element because before Dark Knight Returns, yeah, su- superhero and like stories and comics were very like uplifting and like yeah. Superman saving the and day. Goofy. And, and he yeah. he introduced the dark element that most people associate with DC comics mm-hmm. and that whole like murder and like crime undertone where it's like did it like, predate a like, uh, fucking uh, Killing Joke? Yes, Killing Joke is, is newer than Dark Knight Returns. I didn't know I'm, that. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Those two hate each other. So I remember when Dark Knight Returns, it was actually pretty controversial when it came out because of that. Because yeah. it was so dark and, and, and <clears throat> I would say like cynical, but like it doesn't right. no, It doesn't end perfectly. Like it's very dark themes in that. Right. And the people who loved that stuff really loved it because it was a breath of fresh air. And the people right. who were, wanted the like, they're like Clark Kent Superman who saved the day and was like... You know, benevolent, good. Sure. Like it, it created a rift. But like over time, the darker tones and it being more like an adult story. He's very creative. Yeah, dude. he was the one who set that in motion. As I understand, I'm not the biggest. You know what he did but... though? Like, I mean, <clears throat> first of all, I mean, he also wrote 300, which yeah, yeah. is whatever you want to like. But he had patriotic, like bullshit, like nationalist. Um, opinions, mm-hmm. you know, pro-war, like anti-Muslim, like yeah. um, he said horrible things, and he uh, he's that to me, him making that movie, which also had like, uh, it, they made it clear to be like these guys are heroic, but they're also like homophobic, and the bad guy is like a gay guy and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. which. I just, like, I don't really dig that, like, the way he did that. And um, he's also, like, he saw the 300. The 300 is, like, supposed to be America. And in his mind, he thinks America was represented by the 300 Spartans 
in that movie uh, being brutally attacked by a foreign legion. The Persian Empire, yeah. Yeah. Which is weird, because like, as a guy who's really into ancient history... Yeah. I mean, the movie's cool because you don't get to see that portrayed on screen, and right. it is the action is badass mm-hmm. and stuff, but also it's like... I like the ounce of more realism, and, and like I've learned a lot about the... Like the Greeks and like the Persian yeah. conflicts and stuff, and it's funny because I identify more with the Persians, the Persian Empire of that sure. time than like the Greeks. Oftentimes, and also the Greeks weren't they weren't together; they were they, they separate nation states. They didn't really get along that well, right? But the, yeah, and the Persians had this like literally one of the most powerful empires ever, just yeah. sprawling people, and it was pretty inclusive. Xerxes was that during the times? Yeah, yeah, Darius, Xerxes, yeah, yeah same, yeah, okay. these guys, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I'm not some expert on this, but I've done a lot of reading on it. But it's like. Right. It is it is interesting the way he's depicted and the thing he's like he's literally like a god like he's like ten feet tall right. like, and it's just like well the Spartans yeah. though like yeah they, they had some cool things I think about them like they yeah, were kind of children. like a, that was cool that was that was dope that's metal uh, but women cooking and cleaning yes <laughs> they had some good ideas. well here's the thing no oh, yeah they were the crazy. Spartans were. Uh, like, but weren't they also like kind of a socialist society, so to speak, like or a pre so like kind of egalitarian? Everyone serves in the military yeah, yeah. or whatever. So, uh, basically, but they were also dudes. brutal and fascist. Oh like, yeah, no, I mean also it's a different time, so it's like back then. What was their idea of fashion? Like you know, they they're coming from like getting attacked constantly. So they did. They, yeah. they I from how I understand it, you basically served in. Um, Throughout your boyhood, you would just train to be a, sol- a good soldier, essentially. Right. And their society was set up in a way that they would allow you to do that. There's no, like, you would just eat. You didn't have to really have a job. You would just yeah. train your whole life. And then once you became a soldier, you would go on your campaigns or whatever and serve in your legion or whatever uh-huh. the hell they call it. I think it was a Roman <clears throat> thing, but, you know, in your squad or whatever. Right. And then after a while, if you got prestigious enough, then you would come home and the family that you've created... Um, you would just basically get to live. Yeah. Like, you would get line, land assigned to you and yeah. stuff, and you had wives and shit. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of, like, moral, like, conundrums when you look back at, like, the ancients. Um, you know, looking from a progressive, like, perspective now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you look back at ancients like uh, Aristotle, uh, mm-hmm. who was also, like, sort of, he had egalitarian ideas when mm-hmm. it got like he was more democratic yeah. than plato plato believed that society was not smart enough to mm-hmm. uh take care of itself so it needed its elite basically yeah, an and um aristotle thought that uh no let's just make everyone middle class i'm basically just saying things i've heard noam chomsky say or right modern philosophers yeah, yeah true we, we i talk about me being a fan on stage. So I'm clearly qualified to have this discussion. Well, right yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I, I talk about many things as well. The tra- <laughs> You know, the trauma from my childhood that mm-hmm. isn't actually relatable to anyone. <laughs> what, um, is it, are you talking about Falcon? <laughs> is that, is that <laughs> Yeah, stuff like that. I do like or that joke. I haven't heard you My uh, useless uh, points about uh, socialism mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um <clears throat> That fall on deaf ears. You do a good job of crafting them into actual jokes, though. Yeah. That can't be said for every person that has... Those types of takes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah. Like, you gotta do both, I I think. And Mm -hmm. I try to, but I fail sometimes. Sometimes I just say things and people's eyes glaze over. And they're like, please don't fucking talk about this. You know? Like, when you talk about, like... Uh, the CIA people like get freaked out and the, or mm-hmm. whatever I, I don't know what it is but no one no one wants to think about uh, you know whatever Gulf of Tonkin or Indonesia <laughs> yeah. or anything yeah. like yeah. any of the horrible shit that we do on a constant basis also the perspective of it as like you know as a comedy fan as like a person who's tuned into like comedy podcast culture right conspiracies are like so aligned with that where it's like, you know, if you're in that space, it just like it's natural to think about that stuff and talk about it and think it's funny. Right. And then you get to people that are just showing up to the club for the first time because they had right. a date night, and they're like, "Whoa, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, we wait, didn't what? want, we didn't order this, yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah." Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing, though. Like, it's hard to be. Uh, we're hard, at. Hard I feel like we're at a time where it's so painful to think about shit yeah. uh, that 
like if you just talk about history, people think that you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, if you're if you're just like you know, mm-hmm. so do you know we killed a million people or ordered the killing of a million people in Indonesia in the sixties, like and <laughs> and they're just like please don't, <laughs> please don't I, talk to me. I had a, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's also it's like I tr- I'm as a person who's really interested in history and like I said, most of the reading I do is nonfiction. Most of it is like right. Asian history based or history based at all in, right. in any period. It's hard because it's like. You have that perspective, like the older people who come in that just don't want to hear about it because they feel yeah. like they're getting preached to. And then you have like the younger generation of people who don't care about history at all. Yeah, like could care less about the Cold War. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like trying to, I'm trying to make jokes about. It. I'm like, oh, I'm just playing to nobody. <laughs> yeah, I remember I had a joke. I love shit about the Cold War so much, and no one yeah. wants to talk had, to me I about. Had, it. I had one joke about the Crusades. Yeah, and it's just about, and I'm trying to, and uh. Like comedy, I feel weird talking about my own comedy, but like, I'm oh, trying okay. to be more observational and less like hacky themes of yeah. dick joke, <clears throat> sex joke, fat yeah. joke thing. I'm trying to like branch out, and I have some bits that I'm proud of that are not that. Yeah. But I tried wanting writing one that like resonated with me. Yeah. Because I had watched. Uh, have you seen the movie Kingdom of Heaven? Uh, with Orlando Bloom. Yes. Yeah. A yes. long time ago, Ridley Scott, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Regardless of what you think about the Crusades. Kind of a badass move. I mean, it's yeah. like him defending against Ridley the Scott's yeah. no hack. Yeah, like, no. I mean, he's fucking good. Well, and it, and I did a lot of reading on the Crusades, and um, the basically the premise of the joke is like back then. Or also, it's like religion is getting less and less popular, or it's like having less and less followers. At least in my generation of people that I'm observing, maybe this is not statistically true, but right. from what I, from from what I can observe, most people that my age would identify as probably agnostic or atheistic. Yeah. Whereas my parents' generation, it was the opposite, right? Sure. All Christians. Yeah. So, and I was relating it to the idea of the Crusades, where back then, all these people identified as Christian, and the Pope was basically like, yo, we're going to take back the Holy Land. Yeah. Everybody grab a sword. We're going to go fight yep. the Muslim, like, yep. Muslims, Islamic Jews, whatever the hell it right. was at the time. Whoever was controlling Jerusalem at the mm-hmm. time. And now... And they and they did it. They the Pope said it, so they picked up and they listened basically instantly without yeah. much chagrin, right? And now your mom is like, "Do you want to go to church?" And you're like, "Ah, oh, but 10 a.m. It's kind of early." For, like the idea that we're not even willing to go to church right. when they were willing to travel vastly because they thought that that would assure them a place in heaven, right? And it's just funny to be like, you know, people today care or like they're willing to do so little, like they have like so lazy or whatever it's not even like not even trying to make like some like philosophical point which is a funny observation yeah and then it got like nothing <laughs> and i was like oh, okay that was just for me then and i walk off stage and, and like one like i like pat or like connor comes to be like hey i don't know like one guy in the back really liked it. <laughs> like one guy was laughing really hard i'm like oh that's cool like, it was thank a, you it was a packed room because uh nobody i didn't even hear that guy <laughs> like nobody liked it that's I'm like, amazing I'm, I'm like one guy sees where i'm coming from but i'm like you know the crusades yeah and people don't even know what the fuck oh, i'm talking man. about yeah that's hilarious oh i love it uh yeah i always <laughs> feel that way like i and i that's why i, I just i don't really want to cater to old people anymore unless mm-hmm. they're like Unless they're down to clown and just like, yeah. And so a lot of them are, but There's a fine there are yeah. just like a lot of fucking like religious boomers or whatever that I will never be reaching. You yeah. know, yeah. they're never gonna fucking like me in mm-hmm. the Midwest uh, or whatever. But there's enough guys who are just like into similar shit. There's enough guys who have like kind of. I don't know, tasted poverty. There's a lot of like creative guys that like my shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's who I like, you know, that's who I want. And that's why like you and I are able to talk about fucking music or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're smart. You're fucking, you're good at, uh, or I mean, you said you're a horrible student or whatever, but mm-hmm. you're a computer science guy and mm-hmm. you know, they don't let just anybody fucking do that really, you know? Uh, so that's good. Um, uh, I wanted to, um, before we go, I wanted to plug uh, this upcoming show. Curtis has been crushing uh, so much. Uh, he's he it it he really is like so much funnier than uh, like ninety percent of people that 
uh, do six months of comedy. <laughs> you know, like it, it's good shit. We have a bunch of good comics coming up. I don't have my phone. Can you pull up the yeah. shit? Yeah. I, um, I think but he's going to be on Catch a Trying Star, which is uh, me and Ryan Tricky's podcast, or not podcast, but our recurring show at the Rhino. It's once a month, usually on a Saturday towards the end of the month. Uh, but we, it's a fast-paced show. Uh, we do 10 minutes per comic. Every comic gets paid equally. Um, and it's, uh, it's great. Um, so here... Catch a trying star. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, here's what we have for you, though. It's 8.27 at 8 p.m., so that's the 27th. It's a Saturday. We have Aaron Naylor, Mitchell Harmon, Brittany Tylander, Curtis Braxdale, Kyle Hopkins, uh, hosted by me and Ryan Tricky. Uh, and it's at the Rhino in North Kansas City. It's going to be a fucking slugfest. Uh, that night, like I guarantee it. Great people. Naylor's leaving, uh, so he's probably gonna. I, I mean, a lot of people like Naylor. I like Naylor. He's, uh, you know, really um, he uh, he'll bring people out. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, it should be a great time. Yeah. Do you have any other endeavors that you need to you need to plug or anything? Um, I don't think... I mean, I'm doing one show at Empire Bar and Billiards. Yeah. Last Tuesday of the month, I believe it's the 30th, in Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, if you watch this podcast and you're in Lawrence, please come because Lawrence shows get no people. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. people come to them. Dude, come support you. I mean, like, he's yeah. he's fucking good. Like, uh, so yeah. go to... If you are if you have time... Lawrence is a fun f- fucking place to just go hang out anyway. Yeah. yeah. So go to Lawrence and see that. Curtis is... Uh, he's... I've endorsed Curtis. Uh, he has the official Curtis or Aaron endorsement, the coveted That's Aaron big. endorsement. That, that is big. Yeah, um, I wanted to plug uh, next uh, this upcoming Sunday. I have Sunday service at the Rhino as well. If you're in Kansas City, that's my art class. I'm gonna start posting more, like probably videos of that, so you can see some of that. Uh, it's the funnest thing that I do. Like it's so much fun. Uh, this upcoming week, we are doing a clown-themed uh, oh, uh, Stephen King's It. Mm-hmm. And I have hired, not hired because I have no intention of paying her, but uh, <laughs> my, my friend Maddie has been a, a professional clown lately. She's oh, been really? a clown for hire, and uh, she I knew she would love this opportunity. So she's coming dressed as a clown, and we're going to draw her as a live model. Um, so, yeah, come one... You know, come all. Juggalos, please. <laughs> we want juggalos at this fucking thing. We'll draw you, yeah. too. I'm going to draw a juggalo for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, come to that. It's it's fucking sweet. Look at my Instagram. You can see old pictures of things people have done. So funny. I have too many su- endeavors. The official Sunday service ICP collab. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, I also... That's a relatively niche cross. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I I have shows coming up. Just check my Instagram or whatever, or ask me. Um, I'm gonna say if I'm also I don't if I have shows that are coming up that are not booked yet, they'll be on my Instagram. Yes, but, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't post clips. I'm sorry. Go ahead and give us your Instagram. It's just Curtis Brax at Curtis Braxdale. Yeah, you need to get on the clip bandwagon. I've Do seen I? you've seen how like Michael Blank has done that, and it's been Michael actually Blank. good for him. Um, I, I think that's helped him figure it out. And Michael yeah. Blank's another guy you got to check. He's that the fun- motherfucker he's the funniest out. young person. I mean, I get I get jealous from just of how much he writes. But uh, yeah, I just don't write. I don't write enough to where I'm like, well, fuck. If I post a clip, you got to stick that, with them for a while. Stick with your bits for a little while. Tailor them. You yeah, know. Yeah, I've been trying to get better at that, but also that's like in my in my mind, I view it as like the opposite. Yeah. mindset of the posting clips my things mm-hmm. i'm like if i post something then i feel weird about doing it right again and again right but yeah well I should probably you gotta that. get like i feel like you kind of gotta get scientific about it with your bits like mm-hmm. it sucks or whatever but you also you gotta go into it. you gotta try to have fun at the same time mm-hmm. but you gotta pay attention to what works and what doesn't and you gotta have a control in that experiment every time and yeah. the control sometimes has to be material you've tried before and you don't know why it didn't work yeah. or whatever so i don't know it's it's so hard to figure 
out pacing and shit like that and you do a great job of it dude you're it, like you seem like a, a damn natural uh but you're only going to get better from here too yeah. so um wonderful so come to sunday service uh keep listening to this show supporting us we we love you um and uh olivia will be back next week we, we got some very fun friends that we're gonna bring on very and some fun ex- exciting announcements that just aren't uh finalized yet so um thank you we'll see you next week see you